everyone. Welcome to the Self-Published Strong Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Pearson, and I'm joined today by my husband. Hi, I'm Nolan. We do not have a guest today. I feel like we're supposed to have a guest all the time. Yeah, well, <laughs> I could leave and then it could be even less. Um, no, I don't think that's a good idea. One woman, one woman show. Dude. No, no. <laughs> anyway. I mean, I want to be here. Yes, yes. I, I'm totally, totally I'm really, believable. Really, really, really hungry. I know. And I, I totally bombarded Nolan when he walked in the door. I was like, I need a break from everybody. Let's go record a podcast episode. And he's like, um, <laughs> just put the baby down for a nap. And he's in the room next to us. So we're going to do an episode while he'd be sleeping. Anyway, what are your updates? Uh, we finished the Patreon thing a day late. Sorry. Two days late. Two I days still haven't late. done it yet. Sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, that, and we started doing print covers mm-hmm. for... Coven Chronicles. Chronicles. Book one is done. Which I still haven't done yet. My to-do list is really long. (laughs) But my part's done. That's my updates. I'm done with my stuff. (laughs) Yes, it's true. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so there you go. Mm -hmm. You can start doing books covers two through six because, I mean, we can make tweaks after. Yeah, I'll I'll continue. the proof. Um, so my updates, let's see, I'm still moving into my new laptop that takes longer than expected always. Like I had to buy a couple new programs because, you know, you're only allowed one copy per computer. And let's see, what else did I do today? I just, I was moving things all over the place, going back and forth between different computers and trying to make sure that everything is available on all my computers. I also dictated my, um, Ted Bundy story and got that finished. So I just need to um, edit it. That's the one where for listeners who aren't readers and don't know the story already, my mom was at the high school where one of Ted Bundy's victims was taken during the time he took that victim. And she and her dad, I mean, they, they feel like she was potentially one of his victims. He liked college age girls and she was a college age girl and he drove a VW bug and she had a VW bug that was brand new and somebody sabotaged it at the same high school where he took a victim like a night later or two nights later. And, um, some, a couple, a a boyfriend, girlfriend walking by had a feeling to stay with her. And the guy's like, your car didn't start because somebody actually opened the hood up and made it so it wouldn't start anyway. So I decided to write a story on that and turn it into fantasy with a demon and my main character hunting him. And it was a lot of fun to write. It was very short. Anyway, that's my update. For that, I've been working on my book launch passively while doing that actually is for the book launch, that book launch. That's one of my download bonuses for the book launch. So that's good. I got that done. And other things I need to do for the book launch. I need to start tweaking ads. Oh my goodness. I can't believe it's still, it's been two weeks and I've, I'm still not doing anything with the book cover. I still don't know what to do with a book cover. So I'm, I'm thinking with um, the book cover for Shadow Prophet, I might reverse the colors, make it be a yellow and black instead of a blue and black book cover, which is still within the framework of urban fantasy. I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. I, I needed, obviously need a little separation from the project to get a clear head. And once I, when I open up the book cover again, I'll be able to play around with it some more. Anyway, yeah, so those are our updates. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. We've got my niece staying with us right now for, she's been here since Sunday night. We are recording on Tuesday. What's the date today? July 2nd of 2019. And she's going to be staying with us for two weeks so that we can have some time to work without 
worrying about the kids. So today I went and dictated a story, outlined it, and then dictated it while she was here. That took me about 45 minutes, and the kids did not die, and it was wonderful. I didn't even need to worry about them. And Nolan did book work at the local store, so we've discovered that the lounge at the store is a great place to do work, and so sometimes we're trying to do it so that one of us goes there regularly. I have not been for a while. Um, we, I, It was fun when we both went. It helped me stay focused better, actually. Nolan nodded. His his brains, as he once said, you can hear them rattling around while he's nodding. <laughs> anyway. Okay. All right. Um, um, so if you're listening for the first time, <laughs> Nolan just covered his face. <laughs> And shame. It's shame. For you. Embarrassment for you. <laughs> Whatever. Um, this is the best podcast for publishing and marketing tips, motivational quotes, and tons of advice and ideas on the craft of writing itself based off of great and awful movies. What is the movie we're doing today? Rampage. Rampage. Um, we'll, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but go ahead and give us the quote. There is no substitute for activity. Get up, get with it, hustle and grind, leave the cave, kill something, and drag it home. Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey's all about motivation, like do stuff, don't just sit. Yes, uh, and if it's with the movie about dragging something, <laughs> dragging it home to your cave. Nice. Um, yeah. Um, but I mean, in terms of being an author, is is it a hobby or is it an in, you know is it an income? Is I mean, it could be any of. It doesn't have to be a full time job um, goal for you, but mm -hmm. I don't know. Adjust accordingly, I suppose. If it's not your, kill it, drag it home. I'm feeding my self and family kind of thing, then don't wonder why it's not doing that for you. Yeah. If it, even if it isn't your full-time thing, I think my opinion is nearly every day, something towards the business should be done because the more time you take away from it, the harder it is to get started again. Once you get started again, um, Nolan nodded. <laughs> I, I, I'm here for you, not for them. You're here for them. I'm here for them. <laughs> anyway. And the the fame. And the fame. And the accolades. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're part-time or full-time, every day, especially if you're full-time, every day needs to have several hours put towards it if you are a full-time writer. Otherwise, you're not a full-time writer. Um, what I mean, what's the definition of full-time? 32 hours <laughs> a week, uh... A lot of people more. say full-time is they're making money off of it and don't have another job. I've heard that before. And other yeah. people I've heard full-time is the 40, 32, whatever hours a week. Um, I think it's a mixture of the two of them. If you are, the thing with books is if you're full-time, you, if you're not working full-time hours, eventually your royalties will drop where you, it's not a full-time job anymore and you have to get another job. So if you're not doing this full-time, you know, putting in all the hours, it's not really a full-time job and you will become... Uh, you'll, you'll put yourself in a bad problem, bad situation in the future. Okay. So the tip for today, we're still talking about landing pages. Okay. So, um, consider not using the word subscribe newsletter list or email list on your landing page. Um, people have been negatively conditioned to these words. So even if they know it's a newsletter list they're subscribing to, they'll be more inclined to hand over their email addresses. If you're not offhand, if you're more offhanded about, so and I do have more information about that, but basically, um, you, they need to know that they are getting, giving you an email address in exchange for you emailing them. But that does not mean you need to say, 
um, subscribe to my newsletter list. You could say, join my readers group to get regular updates from me, you know, weekly updates or monthly updates or whatever. So just, I mean, yeah, just put a different spin on it. You do have to be careful with GDPR and just, I mean, not just GDPR. I think it's just smart enough. It's smart to make sure people know what they're doing, you know, what they're signing up for. Okay, so the next thing is don't include any links or distractions. You want readers to have only two options, sign up for your newsletter or click the buy button or exit the page. So if you're doing a product page, you know, then it's the buy button. Or if you're doing a newsletter, then it's the signing up for your newsletter. Don't put lots of words in there. Don't put a home button in there. Don't put a blog button, a contact. Don't do any of that. The only thing you should have them do is be able to exit, click the X to exit out of the page or the red circle, I think is what Mac users have. <laughs> or um, put in their email address and hit the join or subscribe button, whatever it might be. So that's a very short tip and I don't feel like delving much farther into it. <laughs> okay. Um, I am cranky today. I'm trying not to be cranky and I was hoping that recording an episode would decrankify me. That's a word because I just used it. Okay, so let's talk about Rampage. I dubbed this movie, the movie of impossible survivals. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it, but that's the, it's not supposed to be realistic. It's a blockbuster, big monster movie, right? It's internally consistent. Yeah, it is actually. They, they establish rules that there's like nothing can die really, and then they uh, go with that. I mean, things can die. Like we do have humans die quite regularly. People get squished, you know, and eaten yeah. and thrown and stomped on. And well, regular is, but I mean, if you're the like, main characters don't die. Yeah, no matter how stupid it is. I don't know how many times they get shot in the leg and still run around on that leg. Yeah. I mean, it's the rock, so... Yeah, he's made of rock, isn't he? <laughs> he gets shot in the thigh and he still... He gets shot in the stomach. Oh, I thought it was the thigh. in the kidney. Wow, he should have died. It's not in the kidney. He says it misses most of his vital... He thinks it missed his vital organs. Well, there we go. Thank you for the info. Thanks, movie. Yeah. <laughs> Just for you doctors and nurses that are going, nah, uh <laughs> it missed all my organs. I know because I have an internal x-ray. <laughs> um, anyway, it's, it's an interesting movie. Um, my, my thing with this is don't overthink it. <laughs> That's true of most action movies anyway. It's but... true. <laughs> uh, I know I have friends that if you, they overthink it and therefore they don't like, there's a lot of movies they don't like because they, they're like, it doesn't make sense. I'm like, it doesn't have to make sense. It's like it makes exploding. Sense. It makes sense in the movie. Yeah. And lots of things blow up. So And big monsters. I mean. That's the main thing about this. Yes. Yeah. So give us a really quick rundown. One sentence. Um, okay. Trust fund kids fund a project to turn normal creatures into horrible monsters. And the rock has to stop it. <laughs> Um, the trust fund part, I didn't know it was a trust, they were trust fund kids. I don't, they're just rich. <laughs> totally rich, didn't They're just rich that. brats. They are. Part. They're they're siblings, and he's a wuss, and she's a steamroller. She's the older sister, mm -hmm. so I mean, she's in charge. But... She has very pretty eyes. She's all right. Um, it, they're like the, they're like such weak sauce bad guys. I think that's the worst, my biggest criticism of the movie. They are very weak, in especially him plot stuff yeah they're just it, they're, they're more boring they're not, boring they're boring they're not they're not diabolical or well she does shoot him shoot the rock and i really liked that yeah no i i 
I don't know, but they're just like, I went to private school and okay. So and... seriously though, that let's see if that's one of my takeaways. I gotta make sure. They should be playing tennis. It uh, is one of my takeaways. Not I'm not to... gonna talk about it right now. Playing tennis. You're right. They should be Alexandria Daddario trying to be in Percy Jackson, going ah ah, uh, yes. ah with a sword. <laughs> yeah. uh, so bad. Alexandra lessons. or Alexandria? I don't know. Anyway, that chick with the amazing eyes. Yeah, so uh, it is, it's, yeah, there's a lot of things about this movie that, you know, there's a lot to, to talk about. I, I do agree that the villain, I mean, they're, they achieve their objective, but they're, they're boring characters. Both of them are. Yeah. There's a bunch of characters that are kind of annoying in the show, actually. Like um, Harvey Russell, the cowboy. Yeah, he's like way, he's way exaggerated. It's okay to be one dimensional, but he's kind of a main character, sort of mm -hmm. supporting character. I don't know. But they overplay his. Yeah, anyway, he was ridiculous. Okay, so let let's let's. Uh, how are we structuring this? Um, I was gonna actually go from the start. I wanted to talk okay. about like the opening scene. Opening scene, space they station. Establish normal, but they don't establish normal. Okay. Like they start this. They start right in the middle of the action, right? Pretty much. Like yeah, they're like something's wrong. Um, you don't know what right off the bat, but the space station's in trouble and. The last living astronaut is trying to leave. And they won't let her leave without the samples that they've been studying. Right. Without the secret formula to and beginning uh, creatures, mm -hmm. animals. Um, she gets three She gets three of five. Did you notice that? There are yeah, five sequel, samples. Uh, yeah, no sequel idea. potential. Not going to happen, probably. Probably not. It'd be cool if it did. I did enjoy the movie. Yeah. Um, anyway, and then her shuttle thingy blows up, and then the canisters get scattered. Mm-hmm. All over North America, mm -hmm. and turn they turn regular creatures like a gorilla and a wolf and an alligator into horrible giant monsters mm -hmm. the size of skyscrapers. Not quite, but yeah. pretty big, darn big. Um, yeah, and then they rampage. Yeah, they do, and they and they kill and destroy, and they try to draw them to New York to Chicago to Chicago to stop. I mean, to get get rid of them, and they end up destroying more stuff instead for a long time until they are able to stop them. Yeah. Um, inciting incident. Is it when the samples break free? Um, so like the, the, sh the pod breaks or is it when the animals get exposed? Because um, the animals get exposed several scenes later. I would say it's takes place off camera. <laughs> Does it? Whoever, How? whoever allowed the rat to escape and forced them to leave the space station. Okay. That makes sense. We come in after that, mm -hmm. after something happened. And but I mean, having the, experimental... the and she, it didn't have to happen where she, I mean, the pod breaking, I guess that's a result of the rat. That's yeah. That's a result of what happened. But things don't change for like George, the gorilla until he gets exposed. I mean, if we're going from his story. Yeah. The animals getting exposed is what causes the movie, but what causes the animals to be exposed? Somebody. Yeah. You're, you're doing up. chicken before the egg. Just kidding. I, I, at some point, there has to be a stop. But the point is, is that that space station gets damaged, and that's what causes them to be exposed. Yeah. So whatever mistake somebody made, mm -hmm. or maybe the experiment was more successful than they thought, and it got bigger, and so they yeah. didn't account for that, that's what causes the space station to crash. The rat is awesome. You hardly see it. Um. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, no, the rat. There's just like, like a lot rat. of weird things. Because then they carry a rat around later, but it's not a giant mutant scary rat. It's just a regular rat in a cage. Yeah. They're like really adamant about taking it with them. 
That's true. She kept feeding it too. Yeah. Doing weird stuff with it. Ew. Okay. Um, yeah. So anyway, then then we meet the rock, and the rock is a primatologist, which is not really believable to me. <laughs> Ex soldier turned primatologist. Uh, it didn't bother me. I had no problem with it. He was a soldier until he was like forty, and then left and decided. Well, he doesn't to like go people. Be uh, get a PhD. Afterwards. He likes animals. He prefers to spend time with animals. There are real people like that in the world. There aren't. They're just the rock in this movie. They're not <laughs> really people like that. I'm going to call it. Oh, are they you? They don't listen to this podcast if they do exist, so they won't be able to tell me that they do, but <laughs> I'm going to say you don't exist. <laughs> Whatever. Um, he's, uh, yeah, I don't, I didn't have a problem with that. I mean, just because he's a famous actor doesn't, I mean, there's a lot of attractive people that do mundane, stupid things. No, I know. But I mean, the rock is not a primatologist. The rock is the rock. The rock is the scorpion king. Yes. He's a wrestler. I mean, the rock is, um, I'm trying to think of people I know. I mean, hello. Our mechanic was in the military. Yeah. I don't even feel like, I don't even feel like he can be a helicopter pilot like in San Andreas. Well, he certainly knows what he's doing. Did you see him flipping those switches? Yeah. He sure flipped switches. That's true. Um, I don't know. It's not that they can't. It just doesn't, like, suit mm -hmm. him. Yeah. And his skill set of being a large man. Yeah. See, but I... When like, he chokes people out, I believe that. Yeah, yeah. I believe that, too. I mean, what back in my theater days, there was a guy who was military, very huge, very well-built, and he was an actor. I mean, that's what he did. He just... Yeah, there's plenty of actors that are well-built in this one, too. But he was, like, an actor as in a stage theater singing actor. Huh. He wasn't trying to do Hollywood. I'm just um, saying that people don't... Hugh Jackman, anyone? Yeah, exactly. I mean, they don't have to Yeah, but to Hugh be... Jackman, I can believe it for some reason. <laughs> they... The Rock is too perfect to you. You just Not can't perfect. picture He's him. He's just like iconically like punch people in the face guy, not yeah. teach monkey sign language guy. Ah, uh, okay. I just don't feel like... <laughs> I think he, I think, I think he's fine, but he's not, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> Nolan, Nolan believes his opinion is always the ultimate opinion. <laughs> Actually, most people do. I was like, <laughs> if I thought my opinion wasn't right. It wouldn't be in my opinion anymore. It'd be different. I don't know. Some people hold on to stupid opinions. Uh, anyway, so primatologist teaches an albino gorilla who's the only albino gorilla known on the planet, apparently. Yeah. Uh, to sign better than, I guess, other gorillas sign. Yeah, the gorilla so is way human-like. He's yeah. able to communicate on a human-like level because he gets human-like human, jokes. Humor. In, yeah, in, human humor. Innuendos and stuff. Yeah. Which is not believable, that part, you know. Yeah. Anyway, giant monkey gets exposed, turns into even more giant monkey. Mm-hmm. Like, what did you think about Naomi's character? Dr. What's-Her-Face? She was like a non-entity. Campbell or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, she's... Again, all of these characters this, are 2D characters. She didn't have the stage presence. She gets swamped by the rock. She does. She needed to be stronger personality. As I most mean, people would be, I assume. But who would be good opposite her? I don't know. I mean him, I mean. I don't know. I and Sometimes I have opinions on that. I just don't. I think, um, like, I, in Jumanji, Jack Black's opinion. I mean, a girl, yeah, you know. See, all those people hung with him. But yeah. I felt like she just got, like, drowned out. Yeah, I would agree with that. She's also kind of, I mean, her personality, maybe it's the actress portraying the character, but her personality is very timid and she tries to be forceful, but it didn't feel, you know, she's yeah. like, she's deceptive to get him to listen instead of being forthright with him, you know? 
And I don't know. Um, I felt like her purpose was muddled. She was kind of like whatever she needed to be for the plot yeah, at the time. Yeah. Well, a lot of the characters were, honestly. Yeah. Like, The Rock seriously was whatever he needed to be to be, you know. I mean, that's going to the root of your argument against him. Is, it, is that, like, he had to be too many different things for this movie to happen. Yeah. That's, I guess that's... But, but again, we did enjoy the movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I, if it was in a movie about, like, regular monkeys and it was a primatologist, I think I'd be fine with it. If yeah. he was playing a primatologist, not ex-soldier turned primatologist. Yeah. That's where I kind of, like, have the problem with it. And they try to justify it by saying he was, like, in an anti-poaching squad and stuff like that. But was... Yeah, yeah. Um, that's where he found George, the junk... George of the jungle. Jeez, George Literally, the Well, that's monkey. what we could not keep out of our heads the whole time. Yeah, the whole... The monkey George. And then... Well, and this is based on a, a video game from the 1980s. And so they're trying to stay true. I mean, you know, Lizzie's the name of the alligator. And except they didn't mention that in this. I don't remember what the name Ralph was. That the, the wolf, wolf and George of the jungle. I would have changed it because it's... That's probably why they named him that. I mean, they're the original programmers of the game back in the day. Oh, okay. That would actually make sense. Just uh, throw back to what's-his-face. To George of the Jungle. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, so that's basically the setup is, you know, and then... He, so he has a connection to the giant, the gorilla, mm-hmm. and the gorilla turns evil, and he wants to help the gorilla be not evil anymore. Mm-hmm. And all these... He, but he's trashing <laughs> everything. Um, and then all these other creatures come and start blowing up Chicago, which is fine. Let's... Let them have Chicago. Yeah. Well, no, no. I mean, some of our listeners are from Chicago, at least. I one. hope you get out before they destroy the city. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the introduction to the animals themselves. We get a huge introduction to George. He's one of the main characters, I would say, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The wolf is a barely, we barely... You know, he does a lot of damage, but they don't focus on him a lot. They focus on George, and they focus on the alligator by not focusing on the alligator. Like, they don't even bring the alligator up until, like, three-quarters of the way through the movie, where they see it underwater. Yeah, he's the big bad. She. She's Lizzie. The, okay, she's the big bad. But, yeah, I mean, but seriously, like, that that shows you that they're they're building up to it. Because, like, when we watched it for the first time, I kept saying, I kept well, thinking, George well, where's the alligator? Where's George the alligator? can't be the only creature. No. And... So they had to bring in something, but they couldn't be the big bad at the end for the reveal either. What? What? Sorry. In terms of Ralph. Yeah, the wolf. The wolf is not scary enough. I mean, my my opinion of that is he's too stupid. <laughs> so George, George is a cunning. monkey. George is a monkey. Mm-hmm. The alligator is like an alligator slash warthog thing, but it's still basically a giant alligator. And then the wolf has porcupine spines that it shoots out of itself and has bat wings so it can. Yeah. Well, that's the thing they actually set up is they continue mutating. They don't stop mutating. But George did. That's true. He didn't stop. He he was never anything other than a monkey. Yeah, he didn't like grow any weird other. That's weird. That's a good point. Why? Like they actually they comment on the animals. They will mutate. They because they change. still needed him to be George and human and like likable and likable and approach like sympathetic. Yeah. He has to be sympathetic. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. That's a good point. That that kind of actually bothers me in retrospect because the wolf. I didn't really care about the wolf, but the alligator was pretty awesome. No, yeah, it was, and it's basically still an alligator. It has yeah. like fringes on its side of its head that, it and the tail becomes um, a stegoth- stegosaurus type tail. Yeah, so I mean, but that's fine because it's still basically an alligator. It doesn't like fly or shoot spines. It it that might seems have more, eventually. It seems more out more, there. Yeah. Than like it's got more. Spikes on its back and like the teeth are... that grew more teeth. I mean, yeah, it's I mean, pretty that's awesome. like have some teeth. Here's some more teeth, you know. Yeah, I mean. yeah okay. So, but the wolf, I, um, so this is my okay. 
Anyway, well, the baby woke up. <laughs> so when we meet George, there's the rock. When we meet Ralph, the wolf, there's Burke. Which one's Burke? Burke is the mercenary guy. The guy who's uh, a yes. complete... Jerk. Blankety-blankety-blank. Um, cliche, um, douchey soldier guy. Yeah. How do I... How do I articulate this to you? How do I know this? Um, they're in Greeley, Colorado, and he pulls up in a truck and gets out of the truck. He uses his gun hand <laughs> to his, stop the steering wheel. His hand has a gun in it, and that's how he opens the door. Is he just driving around with a gun in his right hand, like in Greeley, Colorado? Yeah, that was something I noticed. Like their their showing was way over the top. They're like, "Look, he is Mister Aggressive. I've got a gun." And, and then he then they give him another gun. And yeah, a exactly. Later. So he gets out. He's got a gun in his hand. He uses it to, like, lock the door or something. And he something. holsters it. And then he holsters it, boom. And he's walking towards the helicopter like a like a bad mamma jamma. He's got a strut going on. And some five-foot-tall guy comes up and hands him a rifle. He, he doesn't even, like, really look at it. He's just walking, got his rifle, hands it off to somebody else. For no reason. For no reason. That's, that guy doesn't even get on the helicopter with him. So it's not like he's stowing his gear. Yeah. Um, I don't think. Maybe he is one of the guys. But still, know. it wouldn't make any sense for them to give him the gun. Yeah, because the guy like it to somebody else. The guy like got off the helicopter, handed him a gun. He walks for like ten feet with it, hands it to another guy who runs off, and then yeah. he gets in the helicopter too. I was just like, what the heck? And he has way too much stuff on his gun. There's way too many attachments on it. Yeah, you you made that comment. It's not practical. Most people don't do that. That's kind of a yeah. <gasps> oh, is he smiling at you? Yeah, yeah, good smile. Yeah, we've got the baby here right now. My biggest fan. Um, yeah, so I um by the way, the gun that Harvey Russell's Harvey Russell's carrying is the same gun he carried in Supernatural. Nice. Which is pretty cool. Um, I did like the sh when she shot the rock. I have a note that in, of that in there. Yeah, uh, and then uh, my problem with the cowboy guy is He didn't survives everything. They give him a nineteen eleven, which he should have a revolver if he's gonna be a cowboy. Yeah. He does have the belt buckle though. Yeah. And he always has his gun showing. He has his yes, jacket back. Yes, it's so annoying. So he's always well, showing Well, he's, he's um, appendix carrying, so it's yeah. going to show regularly. But... but then he has his jacket behind it. Yeah, purpose. all the time. He tucks it behind it so everyone can see his gun. Yeah, and the thing is, like, that's there are people like that, but it didn't feel... It just felt like the director's like, no, tuck your hand, you know, make, make sure the gun's always showing. Yeah, and it's always showing. It's just silly, because... <laughs> Nice bubbles that you blew mm -hmm. in your spit. Um, that gun is useless in this movie. It does absolutely nothing. Um, pretty much all guns do absolutely nothing. I mean, yes. people shoot all the time after finding that the guns are not doing anything every single time. Yeah, they shoot and then, like, including the giant creature at the end gets grenades in its gills. Yeah. And then that doesn't hurt it. Mm -hmm. And yet they still keep missiles shooting it. And missile pods from the, from the Apache, which, mm -hmm. by the way, we saw in Apache land. That was pretty cool. Yesterday, we were driving home from buying a dresser, and we watched an Apache land. Yeah. Uh, and anyway, I, missiles from the Apache. Shoot it in the face. Nothing. Yeah. Then George comes up with a metal spike. And stabs Bam, it in the game eye. Game over. Well, everybody knows that when you stab a creature in the eye, it permanently kills it. Yeah. Um, who else does that? No, it wasn't. I was going to say... Uh... The Meg, but that's not true, is it? They stab it in the eye. Do the Meg, yeah. Stabs the eye. Mm -hmm. Dang it! Monster <laughs> cliche movies. <laughs> so what you need, writer, is to write a book. A creature has no eyes, and then it they, is we have Night Gaunt. You've got actually. There's creatures with no eyes. It's called um, uh, 
Great Wall of China or whatever. Like. Yeah, Great Wall of China. They don't have eyes, and the Nikons don't have eyes. Lovecraft. And guess what? They don't get stabbed in their eyes. No, they don't. The cheesy. Because you can't stab kill. it in the eyes if it doesn't have eyes. There you go. <laughs> Take That's that. a tautological statement. Take that. Situation. Take that, everyone. Can you smile at Daddy again? Take that as a no. <laughs> He's like, yeah, no. All right, sh is it okay if I go into trivia? Trivia me. Trivia you. Okay, so when Davis signs, signs to George, it's okay, it's me. He's signing the rock. <laughs> so he's actually saying, it's okay, it's me, rock. <laughs> uh, it's based on a video game, as we said. This is the best reviewed movie based on a video game of all time. A low bar to clear. It is. Good for them. How many other movies are based on video games? Plenty. I know, but which ones are uh, big? Doom. Doom was one that What's-His-Face was in. The Rock was also in Doom. Yeah. Um, um, what was the one? World oh, of Warcraft. No, the most recent one that was Ready Player One. Ready Player One's not a video game. It's not. Oh, it's based on a book that is about video it's games, though, isn't it? It's the other way around. Yes, it's the opposite direction. Uh, what else? Oh, I had another one. It's gone now. Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Um, Lara Croft. Oh, yeah. Tomb Raider. Those ones are actually... They did pretty decently. Tomb Raider, the first one, wasn't terrible. Beowulf. Just kidding. <laughs> no one's looking all confused. It, does, it wasn't... Beowulf wasn't a video game originally. <laughs> anyway. I like to say things like that to get yeah. Nolan going, what the heck? Okay, so um, they made... And I already told you this one. They made George an albino because it would be easier to see his injuries. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. It does make sense. Um, the 2004... Okay, so... The car that um, The Rock drives through the whole entire movie is is a 2004 Ford Bronco, which was a concept vehicle that never got released to the public. And it's actually set to be produced in 2020. Interesting. 2020. So next year, we all get to drive The Rock's car. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. The baby's distracting me. Let's see. Okay, so in... Um, there's this director of a, tri a trilogy that's that's titled Rampage. The first one came out in 2009, the second one in 2014, and the third in 2016. And in April 2018, he demanded that Warner Brothers change the Rampage title. He said it would it would shrink his brand and revenues from his own brand, uh, Rampage franchise. And obviously, he did not win. He said he was going to sue them if they didn't. But he obviously didn't win. <laughs> Probably because it wasn't... This is actually based on something from the 80s. So they had prior mm -hmm. claim. But if he didn't... I mean, if he didn't... Um, what's the word? Copyright or trademark his title. He doesn't have any... You can't copyright titles, but you can trademark them, but I doubt he trademarked it. Anyway, what I thought was funny is his 2000... He's like, it's gonna, it's gonna, you know, crimp on my style or whatever. The 2009 movie got 6.3 ratings. The 2014 was 6.2 and the 2016 was 4.8. So I doubt anything. I doubt he's Never gonna heard make of money it. off of it. Exactly. Anyway, so that's pretty much all the trivia on this movie. It doesn't have a whole ton of trivia. Because it's not a very huge movie in terms of audience. It's a big movie itself. There's a lot of big stuff happening in it. All right. What are your takeaways? Um, make bad guys interesting. You don't have to make them sympathetic. I don't like the modern um, trend to make bad guys sympathetic. Like it wasn't their fault. They were evil all along. Yeah. yeah. Um, that removes responsibility from them. And they're, then they're just... A plot device mm -hmm. you know you can be evil and you can have inscrutable 
um, purposes. You know, you don't have to know about their, like, they were abused as a child, and that's why they're Hitler now. Yeah, yeah. Like that, you know? It's like date Brian Regan. <laughs> Not ABC, ABQ, ABCQ. I mean, maybe they do have good reasons, but I don't care that much, I yeah. guess. Um, maybe I do. I don't well, know. Well, I mean, again, like we were saying with the whole um, Thanos thing, you know, you're not going to... I mean, most people aren't going to be able to create villains that are uh, super awesome or, you know, monsters that are super awesome without it being obvious, you know? Mm-hmm. Thanos, Thanos was a good bad guy. He was know. my favorite bad guy of they, all they, time. But they had to... They built him up over, like, 20-something movies. They did. Little hints of him here and there throughout all of them, almost. Yeah. Which is how it should be done in my not every way maybe but that they did that with like we always say the Emperor and Star Wars yeah and... the Emperor and Star Wars was okay Darth Vader was a great bad guy Darth Vader did turn good but it was at least foreshadowed yeah you know? but it ruined him when they show his backstory is my point no it does but I'm talking about the three original yeah movies. The three like original because he's just like foreshadow it you yeah because he's like they they hint they hint at what happened to him he was and they, like you know he was a good guy who turned bad yeah. You know, but I don't know. I don't know. These bad guys are not bad. Uh-uh. They're just weenies, and I hate them. <laughs> yes, it's true. Yeah, now it's now it bothers me about George not... I mean, I understand why they didn't have him mutate, but it bothers me, too. Yeah, I was like, why is he the only one that's just straight up a bigger just version of the animal that he was? and angrier, and that was it. Yeah. Because if he had all demon horns and stuff, like, and he turns good, we'd kind of be like, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that bothered me. They did. They did cure him. I mean, that's how he turned good. In yeah. The end. It would have been cool if you know he'd grown hand, a mean, they, pair of arms they or something. Cure, yeah. I, they cure him as in he becomes not crazy. Not he, he doesn't, doesn't go back to normal again. size. No. Yeah. Which makes sense, honestly, physically. You know, mm-hmm. like you get that size, you don't just magically shrink. It's not magic that turned him big. It was a science science experiment. Which is basically magic in this It is. <laughs> more or less. But this is more science fiction, so... It is, yeah. Uh, that's that's my biggest problem with it, is the bad guys driving the plot, I guess, because they're the ones that turn on the beacon, you know? Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be the ones doing stuff that the good guys stopping. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, I mean, and they have to have them because the animals are just animals. Yeah. They don't have a purpose. Mm-hmm. And they no, need somebody with a purpose. I mean, Godzilla... Exactly. You can have that movie. But there's still bad guys in Godzilla. I mean, there's always somebody who has a twisted objective. Yeah, there like, is. I mean, having just main monsters. I mean, like Pacific Rim, the aliens are smart and intelligent, so they are a good villain. Right, it's and not, they're and they're, in, they're behind the scenes, and they're inscrutable. Yeah. And... Yeah, so, I mean, if, if, if you're going to have a monster, a big monster, be the bad guy, it's got to be a plausible, intelligent bad guy or have a secondary bad guy. Like Lord of the, not Lord of the Rings, um, Jurassic Park, Dennis Nedry, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he's a good bad guy. Yeah, he's, he is. I mean, he, and the dinosaurs a, just eat. They don't. They don't care. Yeah. And he forgot that, I guess. But that's the whole point of that movie is people yeah. didn't know what they were dealing with when they yeah. start. I mean, that's the whole. Anyway, so yeah, um, they're just not good bad guys on any level whatsoever. Mm-hmm. They're just not good. Yeah. She does pull the trigger on the rock. Respect for that. Mm hmm. But otherwise, no. Her death was pathetic. I don't even remember how Both she died. Her, um, they stick the antidote in her purse, and then... Oh, she gets eaten. George eats her mm-hmm. for some reason. He's become... Well, he was eating people eat. all the way through. Oh, was he? Yeah, I he know. was. Mm-hmm. Okay, but yeah, she, it's, she throws her up in the air, and then she gets swallowed, and yeah. it's kind of dorky. And her brother gets smashed, squished. 
Yeah, I get splattered. Which it's not. I mean, again, like, well, unassuming deaths for unassuming characters, like, you know, unimportant. You their know? deaths were as unimportant as a random person, and yeah. they're the big bat, and then they're the not big bad well, guys. They couldn't or... have had an innocent bystander get eaten by George. <laughs> I am, but I mean, it, like, their deaths Splitting didn't hairs. have any significance. They no, didn't have yeah. any pres- screen presence, really. No, yeah, definitely agree with that. It's, yeah. Um, they could have made her, I mean, she just felt like she was following what was already laid out. She didn't feel super intelligent, you know? No, they, none of them were, I mean, they were Like, how could they have made the villains better? Like, having but, the evil scientist would have been a better option in this. Yeah, one. yeah, that's true, because that would have been Dr. Caldwell, but she was a good person, because she was one of the scientists behind Right, everything. well, she got it, but then, like, someone else could have taken over, you know, yeah. like, taken her stuff and then ran with it or something. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not saying that's a perfect solution, but it would have been better, because then there would have been intention, more intention behind the evil. Yeah. Um. And then, you know, like, they could have, you know, that scientist could have caused her brother's death instead of her brother's dying. That actually would have been interesting if she had been. I mean, because that's or something that you know? happened in, I mean, some of the grim episodes we've seen where the brother turns on his, on the other one, on his brother, you know, mm-hmm. like that actually would have been interesting. That would have made her even worse as a villain if she you know, betrayed her brother. Yeah, she didn't. They were like regular siblings or she's like fixing his hair and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Before he goes on camera and it was just, She's like bossy and naggy. Yeah, she's she, yeah, she's the bossy older sister, and he's like the weenie younger brother guy. Yeah, that's all I can. The word I can think of is weenie for them. Mm-hmm. It's just not good. Um, next one is the supporting characters were weak as well. Yeah, the doctor and the agent. Nothing against the actors or actresses, because I felt like he could. He had the accent and he had the slouch, you know, like walk uh-huh. of a cowboy. But so, I think they hit you over the head with it too my, much because he comments about how much of a cowboy he is like nine times. Yeah. Please stop it. Show me he's a cowboy. Don't just keep telling me he's a cowboy. Yeah. I'm going to give one of my takeaways right here. So it's just so we can continue with your takeaway. Um, so I have two ways to take this either with the 2D characters. Don't either don't overthink it or find a way to make them more important. So how can we how could they have made these characters be more 2D? More than 2D. More than 2D? I mean, because I'm wondering, is it necessary? You know? like 1D. I don't think it's necessary. I just think the dimension they chose was poor. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Because he's, I mean, we don't we don't know where he comes from. You know, he's Which an one? agent. An agent. Oh, the cowboy. Yeah. It's just that they keep telling you he's a cowboy. Show me he's well, a I'm cowboy. Well, I'm saying like all of them, even Davis's character. Do I mean, cowboy they're all things. 2D characters. So... And that's fine, but they, they're they just weak 2D characters. They're not even strong. Is it possible to have a strong 2D character? Yeah, you can be the thing you are strongly. Okay. Okay, that's true. Because I'm like, a Instead strong just... character would be more 3D than 2D. Because like I said, what he, caught, he keeps saying he's a cowboy, but what cowboy things does he do? Yeah, he doesn't. Nothing. Well, and that's the other thing. He felt so incongruous. Like he's wearing a suit and he's carrying a the gun shiny... just to show that he's a cowboy. And they don't have home. a way for him to show that he's a cowboy because he doesn't have a horse or a lasso. But it's an or... ideal where he's like reckless and does like, but he's an older guy. He's not going to run around and do super action cowboy stuff. No, he's not. He's gonna... not. So that's my question is why make him be a cowboy? Cowboy. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, the dimension they chose was poor for this. Yes. Because he doesn't do cowboy things, even though they make him be a cowboy. Yeah. He's a special agent cowboy. That can work. Uh-huh. You know, he goes in guns blazing. He doesn't do that in this. 
No, actually, and that would have been interesting if he had gone in guns blazing, you know, flying through the air, shooting sideways, whatever. Yeah, know. whatever. I mean, that's kind of, you know what I mean? Or like, if he'd ridden the le- the alligator. Exactly. I mean, what? that's the sort of thing a cowboy, a cowboy would just jump in there and be very hands-on and do stuff. Instead, he, he gets does thrown not around yeah. and swaggers. Yeah, the rock has to save him like three or four times. Exactly. Like, that's not what a cowboy would do. A cowboy would save the rock at least once. I don't know. Actually, that's a very good point. Okay, so for example, when I was writing my Western romances, um, my main character, the guy, um, does something that's totally okay in a normal romance, but in a Western romance, my editor is like, you broke the convention. The convention is the cowboy has to be this way. He's a gentleman. He saves the day. He is. He does cowboy gentlemanly things. So that's, I mean, so this cowboy in this movie was not doing... He didn't you know, do cowboy things. He did secret agent things where like he walks cowboys around. Cowboys are hard workers. They're known for being hard workers. They're known for saving and protecting, you know, helpless people. He doesn't do any of that, you know? No. He doesn't even show hard working. He just shows dishonest, you know, like He's a, he does a special agent. Arrogant thing. stuff. I, he think he he understands how the rock thinks and so he can like be one step ahead of him because he knew he was going to take the helicopter because he knew he wouldn't, you know, he'd yeah. take the unguarded helicopter. So he was already there with the keys. But he wasn't one step ahead in, in ways that were important, like with the no, he was there to getting fac- undercut, you know, he was there to conscious. F- well, he didn't know about the beacon. They accounted for everything else. Oh, that's true. It wasn't yeah. until the beacon turned on. Yeah. Um, but. But still, Davis recognized that it wasn't infallible. He was like, right. yeah, you know, he warned them that it wasn't. He's like, you don't know what you're dealing with. So how can you account for it? And yeah. he's like, oh, well, if he's one step ahead. So he's he one step of ahead the rock. occasionally of oh, the rock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so he knows how the rock works and he helps the rock and the rock helps it, you know. Yeah. They're like frenemies. Yeah. He knows how people work and he does people manipulating things. Yeah. And as an agent, he doesn't have I mean, he he does that. Yeah. Right. He know he he uses human systems to get what he wants. Yeah. So that was fine. That was the aspect of his character that made the most sense. Yeah. But and they didn't and then they didn't couple it properly with the cowboy. Yeah. And I feel the same with the doctor. Yes, I would agree with that. Like the doctor doesn't do doctory things. Yeah. The best she does is like, oh, by the way, they didn't block the thermostat from uh, the system. So now I can get through the system through the thermostat. Yeah. All she does is it's somewhere around here. It's some, it's labeled this and like, how yeah. did you know it would be labeled that? Yeah, she doesn't like... show us any doctory things or any intelligence. She's a plot device. They all yeah. are pretty and, much. And it's like, uh, we gave him the antidote. How long will it take to work? I don't know about 10 minutes. You have no idea. I mean, yeah. you just say, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Like, cause that would be like something. But that's a very do. doctory thing. Assuming they know everything. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, but she doesn't ever... According to the doctors you work with, anyway. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> well, I have... Doc- yeah. I, we've met doctors that don't know everything that are pretty... It's okay that you don't know everything. That's yeah, not the that's problem I saying. have. It's knowing that you don't know and then finding out. Instead yeah. of being like, how dare you question my authority on this thing I already... You already obviously know I don't know anything about. Yes. Um, but yeah, she, she can't know anything about these experiments because they're taking place on a space station. Mm-hmm. I mean, she did the initial work, but everything else is different. Yeah, exactly. So she's kind of useless in that respect. She couldn't do anything about it. She doesn't She doesn't, She doesn't invent the, the antidote. No, yeah. That would have been something. That would have been. And then she would have known, you know, what to explain, what Maybe, to... Maybe. Like, but I mean, she would have taken an action. Like yeah. her character, being a doctor performed an action that changed the plot. And that's another or question. made it progress. She actually had an effect on things. She doesn't have any effect on things. Um, the antidote, they say it's going to work, but they haven't ex- they haven't tested it. No, they haven't. I'm like, so how do you know there's how an antidote? How do they antidote? know it's going to work? How do they know it's an antidote? Exactly. Like, they have nothing. There's, there's no, that, like, 
the science. Yeah, not like how do they know it was going to mutate in the first place because they think it's a success, but they really don't have any, I guess, you know, they don't have any studies to say that it's working in the first place, just one random rat. Yeah. And then they're like, yay, we've done the formula and we already know how to summon them with a beacon. We've got that put yep. in there. We know that that works perfectly and we know Without the antidote testing. works perfectly. And all these so, things. so people, listeners, we did enjoy the movie. It does have a lot of flaws. <laughs> um, when the animals, when the creatures are in motion breaking stuff. It's a lot of fun to watch. Because they, they're like running and throwing cars and jumping off this thing. And, and they're like, climbing up buildings and plowing through buildings. And... Which is the video game. That's the source material. Yeah. They do that very well. And it's cool to watch. The baby's getting tired here. I need to do my takeaways. Um, and that, that is where the movie excels is breaking stuff. Exactly. Like, and the CG, you know, the big monsters, they were fun. You They're know? fun big monsters. And yeah. But the structure behind it is complete crap. Yeah, pretty much. But then you've got The Rock, so that's the The Rock makes things point. a lot better. He does. He, he, he is the point of the movie, honestly. Really. Because there can't be anything else. Like, George would be the other point of the movie, but he's CG, so... Yeah. All right, I'm going to give my last takeaway. Would okay. you hold him while I do I will. it? Okay. Because then you can... All right, okay. So um, my next takeaway is the focus on the opening scene. Um, okay, so an opening scene that starts in the middle of the action. This is a great example of that. You know stuff came before it. It's not important to see. Uh, the first zone sets the tone for the movie. Um, let's see. How would the movie actually have gone if they'd shown the rat getting bigger? If they'd shown the... The rat. I think that it was unnecessary information. We already saw that the rat is big. We know rats are small and that this one's big. Yeah. Something happened to do that. So we don't need that information. Yeah. So th don't put the focus on the wrong thing. This is not the rat story. This is the story about Davis and the three animals, you know? And so I'm like, they, they, there's a lot of insinuating going on that we, we don't need the backstory. You know, a lot of authors, they're tempted to put in a whole ton of backstory that is not important to the story. The rat, that story itself would have actually been a fun movie, a movie to watch, you know, them being out in outer space alone with this test creature that gets bigger and bigger and destroys everything. That would be an interesting movie to watch, you know, with her escaping and that being the end. But um, that was not the story. And so don't put the focus on the wrong thing. Um, this is a story about Davis and the gorilla and the wolf and the alligator, not about a rat. So it's fine to start a, an opening scene in the middle of the action. You don't even need to establish normal. In this case, this is a good example of not even establishing normal, you know, because normal is not everything falling apart for them up in that space station. You know, normal for Davis is working with the gorilla. So that was a good establishing of normal for him. But the opening scene was not establishing normal. Yeah, and they, they show his, um, George and... Accepting a new... Davis's... Gorilla. Um, well, showing their relationship. Dynamic, their relationship. Yeah. Did a very good job of that. They did, yep. The humor and... Yes. They show that you can tell they've been together for a long time, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Well, folks, um, our baby's getting cranky. He's hungry. So we need to wrap this up. Nolan, where can people find you? Um, at Art with Nolan on Instagram. Okay. Any final comments? Probably not, or yes? No, that's good. Okay, because I'm like, oh, wait, I, I didn't give you a chance to give final comments. I talk a lot. I, I, yeah, got animated. Uh, this is good action. Uh, I guess my, here's my final thought. Good action. Um, it's it's just candy. Mm -hmm. It's moving. It is. Yeah. Um, it, it does its action well, but the supporting stuff, they could have made different choices that wouldn't make the movie longer, but would have made it better. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't. Because mm -hmm. action movies don't have to be stupid. No, no. 
This one was. <laughs> it was, but it's. It was I enjoyed watching. We watched it twice now, and I enjoyed it. I was just much. So, but I mean, you could make it more entertaining by not having those, like having better bad guys, okay, and better supporting characters. That would have made the movie stronger and would have made it more interesting. Yeah. Without remo- without making the action seem less cool. Yeah. So, and my my um, closing thought is. Focus on each scene. Make sure each scene does more than one thing. And I think they actually did that pretty decently. Even, well, they each scene did do more than one thing. Each scene moved the plot forward while maybe being a little forced at times. You know, like the showing was very forced, you know. Yes. They were showing us very loudly, you know, I'm a cowboy, you know. Mm-hmm. So just make sure that every scene in your stories in your book is doing something that pushes the story in action forward. And this is a good example of that, so... And if you enjoy these kinds of movies, watch it. You'll probably enjoy it, even though it does have some stupid stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so email, send me an email at andreaselfpublishstrong.com if you have any questions. And don't forget to post a review wherever you listen to reviews. And thank you to those who have done that already. Um, Nolan, do we want to give... I mean, what do we want to do for future episodes? I mean, any, any movies that you would like to do? I want to do Rad. Which one's rad again? It's a BMX movie from the 80s. Oh, jeez. We watched it, right? No. You've never seen it. Are you sure I've never seen it? I am positive. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, and we have talked about Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. We should probably do that one since we still haven't done a musical. That's good. Didn't we? Well, we did the Jester. Yeah, but that's not quite a musical because he's actually singing on purpose. That's true. <laughs> Unlike in musicals where they sing on accident. Yeah. Yes. So, and we also need to do an actual cartoon because Megamind is not a cartoon; it's a computer animated. So um, we'll do. We'll come up with a a, a cartoon, and um, a musical, and then Rad. So that should be the next few weeks. Um, we should make Josh do Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, like we said we would. Anyway, that's it for today. Um, we'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye.